Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. This is the podcast where we bridge the sci-fi and fantasy realms we love to a nerd cast of epic proportions. Woo, we're back. We are back, and we are not going away ever again. This podcast will never air because we will never stop recording. We will only keep talking forever. Welcome back. You hurt my brain a little bit there. <laughs> I was like, what, what As I said it, I was like, well, I started. Let's I st- follow this to its logical conclusion. I started with, I, I, I was originally confused because you were like, we're never coming back again. Or, <laughs> no, what, you said again for something. I was like, well, we haven't left yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, welcome back to the Bridge of Two podcast. I think I said that already, but I usually say it multiple times. So it feels good. So feels good. We um feels like it's been a while. We were saying it feels like it's been a while since we've done this, even though it hasn't. Been the normal time. It just it does. It feels like it's been it feels like it's been a month. Been too far. Well, I think I feel like a lot of things have happened. Like you finished school or your semester. Finished the semester. Uh, I I had to uh, go out of town. Did you know I went out of town? I, I I didn't tell you. But. Context clues from the group chat. Yes, <laughs> I meant to text you. Then I was so busy with school that I forgot to text you. Yeah, I had to. I had a funeral. I had to go to. Well, they just dropped the Arkansas. No, I'm, just I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, so I got to get on a plane and then come back a couple days later, um, like 24 hours later. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like lots lots happened, but. I guess all that really has happened. Work's been busy, so yeah. I mean that's just work and school has been busy, so so uh we are gonna be uh late, later in the podcast we're gonna be talking about the two towers. We watched the Fellowship of the Ring a couple weeks ago, a couple that one was podcast ago. ago and um talked about Boromir and uh the the realm of Gondor. But we won't tell you what we're gonna talk about yet. Ooh. You'll find out. It'll be something to do with the two towers, but that's all we'll tell you. Which, by the way, I just... I loved watching through it again. I realized, I realized this watch through, I have never seen the extended edition of the two towers or Return of the King. Oh my word. I'm sitting there watching, I'm like... Like, I've never seen this. I don't, I don't remember this scene. I, I could have... Because I've watched Fellowship. I have Fellowship on my computer, and I've watched it. I think there was a point where I was going to go through all three of them, but then got busy oh, with something. Oh, Wow. Um, so I never you ended up being able for a to do treat. I, I already was with the two towers. It was great. I mean, it took forever, but it was great. <laughs> it, it adds a lot. I, I can't wait till you see the opening of the return of the King is so different from the opening of the movie return. of the King. Really? It, it, the theatrical. Huh. Oh, very different. And, and in a, in a good way, it, but I won't, I won't spoil that for well, you. I'm excited. But anyway, so I'm enjoying it and watching it with my wife, obviously. Yeah. So we're both enjoying it. She, she made a comment today about cause she she had a, a question about something and she couldn't remember what it was and she just goes I guess I'll just have to watch it again <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to watch Two Towers again oh. I was like well there you go that's the, yeah, that's that's the attitude the, that's the spirit it took us three days to, two days we did we finished it in two days okay 
It almost took us three days. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, with the extended edition, I mean, it's it was four hours. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, you, you spend two hours and then the disc ends, so it kind of has a natural... It's nat- natural to kind of be able to... Well, we don't, we're not watching it with discs. Oh, you're watching it digitally? I had, it, I had the Fellowship on my computer, and then we couldn't find it anywhere on streaming or anything like that. And the, my parents had the extended, but I didn't want to go to my parents. I was going to get it at, you know, 8 o'clock at night. So we just, we bought it on Prime. <laughs> okay. Just spent the 16. We were like, we'll watch it again. So we spent yeah, the 16 oh, yeah. on Prime. Anyway. And then we found out that James has Return to the King. He has all. He apparently has all of them extended, so he's going to come over and watch Return King with us. Okay, when we do that, I think. Well, so uh, we'll come back to that. Hopefully, we've whetted your appetite. What did your appetite? Sounds like a very, very weird term. Sure, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so confident. <laughs> a little taste. Little flavor, um, little flavor, flavor. So, what, Jeremiah? Uh, have you what? What would you like to to talk about from your last two weeks? Sci-fi, fantasy related. Ooh. Well, I'm actually I'm on break now, so I've been able to yeah. you know finish first semester on Friday, last Friday. So, played a little bit more Birth by Sleep. Mm. Got back into that. Played some more of that. Um, That's a Kingdom Hearts game. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, so we, we make sure we talk about Kingdom Hearts every every day. Every time. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll be going for a while because I'm going to be playing through this Bridge game. Bridge of so. Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Bridge of Two Hearts. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I played a little bit of that the other day. I'll probably play some tomorrow, too, since I have off. I have nothing to do the next two days. It's great. Um. <laughs> Of spending this time out of school to finish Rhythm of War. I think I've been knocked out on like another 150 pages so far since school ended. So work's been a little bit slower. And I say a little bit with the biggest amount of irony in the world because it hasn't been that much slower. (laughs) But I I have had enough time to be able to sit and read a little bit in the truck. So that's been nice. And and, oh, I'm loving it, obviously. And I'm 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 excited to finish it. Um, Excited for you to finish it. Just, you know. Yeah, everybody be ready for a podcast on Rhythm of War. I'm sure we'll end up talking about it when I finish it. Hopefully, you, ho- hopefully uh, pretty soon after. Cause, you know. I think it'd be good to do one pretty soon after. At least a, a, a theory, a Bridge of Theories episode. I mean, we could do, yeah, we could talk about more later, but we could do, it doesn't have to just be one. You know, That's true. Um, so, you know, I've been reading that. Started watching, and by started, I mean I've watched episode one. Again, of Seven Deadly Sins. It's an anime on Netflix. Oh, okay. I've watched up to the third season, but it's been a while. And the fourth season's out, and I actually really do. I've, I like that show a lot, So, I, but I don't remember everything, so I want to go back and watch it again. Mm. So I started that, and it's that's just a fun fun anime. It yeah. gets pretty good. The actions are... It's just over-the-top anime, and it's great. Yeah. Been debating watching over the, the top humor because or, or over the top everything everything action humor mm-hmm. little little bit of of your generic kind of like uh, inappropriate humor uh-huh. as anime does as anime does um, but I kind of just don't worry about it. You ever watched Bobo 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 Bo? I have a long time ago. Bobo 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 Bo. That's an anime that um, my friend. <laughs> My friend just was so determined 
to watch that show and he made me watch it with him and I wanted to like it and I mean it, I laughed at that show it's pretty funny but I did not get it and I don't and I and it was it just so random so bizarre there's like a jello person and I'm pretty sure he fights with his nose hairs it's insane it's a, it's, it's just a bonkers it's bonkers it's pretty great um give it a watch if you want to <laughs> I yeah well I I don't remember anything <laughs> I don't remember anything in it. It was, was on actually, it was on Cartoon Network, so yeah, I'm assuming it was, it's not that bad. Right. I don't remember anything, but you know, we'll just say if it's anime. Um anyway, so, so yeah, enjoy, I've been watching that. Enjoy watching. Yeah, so I've been watching I'm well I've started you started watching that. Uh not Bobo Bobo. No, not Bobo Bobo, <laughs> the Seven Deadly Sins. Debating and by debating I mean I've pretty much decided, just haven't decided when to rewatch Avatar The Last Airbender oh, the yeah. show. Because I was watching something about animation on it. And it just got me all back into. Aren't to they it. making? I've never watched that show all the way through. You should. That's one I should probably do. The ending is top notch. Crispy. It is. It is a crispy ending. <laughs> Definitely would. It, it's. It's such good storytelling in that show too. It's just. I don't yeah. know. It's just one of the shows that are just. It's, I've only watched it through once. I've seen the ending multiple times. I've only watched the show through once, but I, so I want to watch it through again. Uh, isn't there some kind of Netflix? thing mm-hmm. isn't netflix working on some something avatar related? i heard they're making a live action of avatar okay I'm i think i heard sure. that too i wasn't sure if they were remaking it or because there's another another thing i uh there's another like netflix i think it was netflix remade full metal alchemist yeah they did a movie yeah well, a live action movie they did that i with, heard it was really good they did that with full metal alchemist oh a live mat live action live movie? action movie i was thinking of like they remade the uh show i don't think so i think i know they've done a live Someone action redid it. I, there's it was there's some redone it's called like brotherhood or something oh that was a long time that was a bit ago i don't think that was netflix but it's it was done a bit ago um i was reading about it i heard brotherhood's good i haven't watched it yet my brother is into it um he got my sister my little sister into it and then I think my little sister got my dad into it, so there if, you go. If you were trying to, you and your brother were trying to, you know, bring someone back, and it went horribly wrong, which one of you would turn into the full metal armor person? Probably him. Yeah. Yeah. I look way cooler. You just, have the, you just have the metal arm. I look way cooler with the metal arm than he okay. would, so... So probably him. Yeah. Even though he's older, probably him. You heard it here first, folks. I, I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure it'll end up happening. I'm so. sure. Sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Knowing us, I mean, it's just gonna happen. It's Next just... time he's down, we'll probably end up doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if I see you with a metal arm. I'll... There you Where's go. Where's Josh? What did you do with him? <laughs> just gonna hear clunk, clinking coming up behind me. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so he's just gonna look like a droid from Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> like a battle droid, just like super battle droid. Um. So yeah, that's you know, but def- just trying to decide what ne- what's the next book I'm gonna read. Hmm. I haven't decided yet. But other than that, I mean, that's really kind of been it. I watched Star Wars again last night. There you go. <laughs> that's something new. It's like the four hundredth time I've done it. I just had some- needed something to watch. There's those are the movies. Those are the kind of movies like Lord of the Rings that you just turn it on and you just kind of just sucks you back in. Mm can't really regret turning those movies on really good other than that though i mean that's that's pretty much it for me i'm excited to continue to go through kingdom hearts i took a little bit of a break for school yeah but to get back through birth by sleep it's gonna be fun yeah i gotta get back used to the controls though <laughs> are they like a lot different than the other ones 
for you, or just just I've been playing. Oh, you like Borders Gate, right. like other games, and 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 it's not like that crazy different, but like the camera and stuff. It's just gonna take me like two minutes to get used to it, but right. Um, but that's cool. it. Drawing still. Cool. What have you been drawing? Oh, working on Aragorn. Still, nice. yeah. Trying to get his face right, and yep. it's a little dull, but still working on the beard. Yeah, yeah. beard and face and mouth and nice. eyes and. Not, yeah. That's not even his final form. Nope. So, I've been reading. Oh, that's good. I'm glad <laughs> glad to hear that. Well, I've, I've listened to a lot more of Galactic Outlaws. I have been I have listened to a little more of that as well. Which is the second book in the Galaxy's Edge series. We we listened to Legionnaire, talked about it. We're listening to Galaxy uh, Galactic Outlaws, and as you said, it's definitely got a lot more Star Wars vibes, bounty hunters. Starships. Scoundrels. Mm-hmm. You know, nerf, scruffy-headed nerf herders. I mean, you basically have your stormtroopers in there as well. I don't know if you've really seen them. With the red armor? Yeah. I mean, technically Legionnaires as well. They talk about, yeah, there's Legionnaires, and then they talk, someone talked about, le- like, looked like Legionnaire armor, but it's red. Mm. Um, and then there's a smuggler that has a lot of Han Solo vibes from him, and he's got, he ends up with a princess on board. Mm-hmm. Always. And Well, um, princess and air quotes. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's apparently... Not a princess like Leia was. You've got but. your like weird sort of sort of droid sidekick. Oh uh, yeah, I like the droid. His droid sidekick, and uh, I think he's technically part of the ship. The AI, the AI, right? I think you're right. Uh, uh, Ravi, maybe. I think his original name Ravi. There, I know there's another. I think Rex is a Rex has an AI. Rex has a, just a full on AI just in the AI, ship, yeah. and then Keel has Ravi, which I think is part of the ship. I don't remember right now. now Keel is the one that's like Han Solo. Uh, Rex is. I don't know who he would be compared to, and he's like old man Boba Fett or something. Yeah, I would. That's probably what I would. And then you got Wraith, who's like Mandalorian. I don't know. I haven't heard seen enough of him in this book to really know, but um, he's cool. So that's can't, been that's been fun. Can't wait for you to get to the end. Your mind's gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been really fun. It's fun a good stuff. easy read. I think I laughed out loud. I've laughed out loud a few times with Keel, like some of his stuff. <laughs> he's he's a good character. He's written very well. He he's a very enjoyable character. Yeah, but he's also got the skill. Like the, that's the one. Like Han Solo, you kind of mentioned the other day is like so yeah. Han Solo is more lucky than anything. Yeah, and Han Solo is great. He's a great pilot. And he's obviously very skilled, but he's more lucky than anything. Whereas Keel is like legitimately and genuinely like skillful in what he does. Right. Yeah. And so he's funny and, and makes certain comments, but can also back it up every time. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, he he's. Uh, I was saying he if 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 any of our listeners are familiar with Firefly, it reminds me of the captain on Firefly a lot too. Nathan Fillion's character. Oh, you know what? That is a movie I want to watch. Should, Serenity. Oh, the movie. Have you yeah. never seen it? Oh, I've seen it. Okay, that used to be one of my favorite movies. I saw that before I even saw the show. Same. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> my dad my dad watched it with us, and it was I I remember there loving it. Show's good too, though. Yeah. I wish they had done more of it. Yeah, that's one of those things that was kind of that was around before the age of stuff being able to get resurrected mm. because of fan interest or a streaming service would pick it up or something like that. You know, it, it kind of missed that boat, unfortunately. Anywho, um, so that's been fun. I've started playing Kingdom Hearts two, as I told my daughter I would. There you go. Um, so she's very like confused, like where's Sora? Because of the beginning of the, mo- 
<laughs> Everybody when they first start that game. Right. The whole Who beginning. is this guy? <laughs> Who's this random blonde guy? Um, the whole beginning of the game, which is actually like once I got to the end of where you actually do get to Sora, I was just like, man, that is such a strong opening to a game. It really is a good opening. Um, just so much mystery and so much, uh, you know, like what's going on. Uh, the main character is some kind of like a piece of Sora and his name's Roxas and they're trying to restore Sora's memories because of the events of previous a previous game and while they're doing that they need to kind of keep um Roxas occupied so they've got like this this uh simulation of this town it's really depressing too like Roxas gets kind of a raw deal in Roxas that game. constantly I mean, gets a raw raw deal wait to get to the, I mean have you play, have you beaten too Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, near the too. end, he's got such a raw deal. It just sucks. can't remember exactly. But are you playing the original? Or are you playing the final mix? I'm playing final mix. Yeah, I don't. Because there's that different. there's that ending scene or that bat, like near the end uh, near the end of the game. Uh-huh. Um, Is there something extra? Well, in the original, there's a, there's a cutscene where Sora and Roxas are fighting. You don't know it's Roxas, but you can kind of assume. Um, but they're fighting. But it's just a cutscene in the original, and the final mix is actually a battle, and it is extremely hard. Oh wow. It took me a bit. Because Roxas is just so hardcore. Yeah, it took me a bit. Um, but yeah, that was. it's been really fun to, to play through that opening with Roxas and then get to where you actually find Sora. Ellie was able to see that the other night. So it'll be fun to play through that. I'm The more I play through it, I'm thinking, like, this probably Kingdom Hearts 2. I, I haven't played Birth by Sleep in a lot of the other ones, but Kingdom Hearts 2 might be the best Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 was, the, the the combat was really good, definitely better than 1, and maybe in some ways you could say it's better than, than 2. It comes under preference, I think, for, for that. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. I think my preference with so far with 2 is, it just feels like the way the, the reaction system commands work makes it feel like you're, this, even though it's scripted stuff, <laughs> makes it feel like you're doing more cool things. I don't know. Like Roxas just feels so cool when you're playing as him. Yeah, when you're fighting Axel the first with the with both. Oth-Bringer I love the dual wielding part. Like it just that was such a cool fight um, to have right at the beginning. Anyway, more could be said about that, and probably will be when we do an actual Kingdom Hearts episode. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, been reading a lot more Cosmere related stuff. I there's a Brandon Sanderson has a bunch of stories novella like novellas and short stories in a in a collection called arcanum unbounded i bought that for my kindle and read read a bunch of those the emperor's soul if you're if you're interested and you've never read any cosmere stuff emperor's soul is a really good thought-provoking kind of story the way he sets it every chapter is like she has not she has a hundred days to do this like impossible task this uh, main character that's like a thief or whatever kind of character and the way each chapter which are short because it's a short story is is like a different day and it's getting closer and closer to that last day and so it kind of builds that suspense builds the more days you go and you're like what's going to happen is she going to do it mm. and then she kind of realizes if she gets to the end of the job and she's still just hanging out. They're going to probably kill her. They're not going to give her what they said they would give her. And so then she's trying to figure out how do I, how do I make a plan to escape? But also she's really wants to see if she can actually do this job or not. <laughs> her own interest in, uh, in what she does really well, which is forge things, but magically forge things. 
she's wondering if she can do that. So that's a really good story. I encourage people to check that one out. Um, and then the other one was, I read Shadows for Silence in the Forests of Hell. That was terrifying. Great, great name. Great name for a short it was, story. It's an amazing name. That one, uh, I, I just will say about that, I hope they never make that into any kind of movie because it's so terrifying. Oh, I hope they do. <laughs> when they when they get grabbed by the shades and their skin starts like sucking up against their bones and stuff, I'm just, I'm just like, my brain was imagining that. It was just terrifying. Yeah, I remember that one being really creepy to read. Um, it's really good. It's really horrible in terms of the characters like i'm so glad i don't live on a planet like that you know which one else is is pretty if i remember correctly relative pretty dark too what's that the six of dusk is that what that one's called yeah six of the dusk i had started that one i haven't that one's also pretty much. like reading that i was like gosh this is kind of dark really okay yeah oh i think it starts off kind of dark yeah i remember it starting off dark yeah I haven't gotten very far into that one yet, but, and then I pick, and I'm reading Mistborn, uh, the second Mistborn book, uh, The Well Gotta of the catch up. I know. I'm trying. Dude, Wax and Wayne 4 is coming. I know. You're like six books behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, thankfully, these are shorter than the Stormlight books. Anyway. Sweet. So, before we break, let's do... Let's do two things. Let's let's do a D&D recap, because we did not recap last time. Yeah, so we've had two sessions now. Yeah, so... Since we last talked about D&D. So the first session, where we left off, they were... Oh, yeah, that's when... when you guys being attacked. You guys left off with somebody jumping down, and their mm-hmm. like, sword was drawn. And you After like, escaping what? the prison. So you had that battle with the they were assassins sent from the advisor of the king yes we found that out we we basically whipped some tail and then booked it yes you guys did a lot better in that fight than i like the when i was building the challenge the challenge rating score that i had said it was going to be a really tough fight Hmm. so i was like okay so i'm not gonna do anything else but then you you guys took out i think the 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 character, they're assassins. They had some like poison stats. Like if they would hit you, they did. Then they could poison you because we had to roll for constitution or something. Yeah, and I think they rolled poorly early on, and so you guys were able to take someone out pretty quickly. Um, but it's still a cool fight. It was, in, it, it's enjoyable, kind of figuring out that whole that whole session was really cool thing. because because uh, right after that we kind of we were we snuck to the end of the alleyway. We we're going to try and get out of the town with these people, but there was just the main street and there were guards. I remember the guards ended up coming near us or coming to into that alley to investigate. And so we, I ended up, my character ended up going into an apartment where there was of course a woman. And then of course I rushed the woman and closed her mouth. And then I'm trying to be gentle and, and, and tell it's quiet, but also hiding. It was, it was just a very visual uh, sequence of events mm. only for that to ultimately fail and us basically get seen anyway. Um, and then it became a chase scene, which was very fun. And still, you know, a, kind of having a, an initiative with, sort of combat but like not actually being in combat more just doing full, like fully just running yeah like it's kind of return you're running but then it's it's seeing if there's any kind of obstacle comes into your way yeah you had like it, we had to roll if there's any obstacle and, yeah. and, and it's just a fun way to do a situation like that instead of just full-on combat with like 20 people yeah. it's just like no we're just gonna run and then if okay well you're running okay, well let's find out what happens if something gets in your way and so yes yeah, so we officially just booked it and worked out. uh made it to the to the gate where my wife's character met met found the guard 
the 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 captain. Yep, waiting for you. Um, who eventually basically went, let us go, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, we kind of were running it anyway, but he let us go. He did, and then he and actually. Then he, do you remember what he did when you guys got outside the gate? I want to. I know he got. I know he took an arrow. He cut the. He like cut the oh, rope right that was holding the, the gate, gate up, so the gate closed. Down. That's right. He actually helped us. Then he took an arrow, a poison arrow. So we're hoping that he's still alive and good to go. We'll have to find out in twenty sessions when we forget about him. He'll come back or something. Um, and then you guys got into the escaped into the, the forest. forest. Talked with we did carry. I carried a prisoner on my back the entire time. I think, or no. They you well when you got into the forest you did, someone did I think you did and I, then it was either Mir or Caleb's character Herbros I can't remember yeah it might have been and then whenever you got into the forest we t- t- tortured <laughs> questioned him with aggressive likes- tactics <laughs> that was interesting that was one of those ones where I I went because my care I'm playing my character very neutral and I just want to get the job done but also. But uh-huh. I, I'm still like want to help people. Pretty sure you like jabbed a knife into his leg. I did to get him to talk. Yeah. He, it worked, didn't it? It worked because he knew you were going to kill him anyway. Basically, he, he talked. I mean, he didn't say he didn't say anything that crazy, but he told me yeah. what I wanted to an extent. I don't know. He died. He tried to kill me. You know, I think I shoved a <laughs> knife in his leg and He's then I shoved the knife in his face. You he know, definitely was a bad guy. Yeah, but... exactly. He spit in my face, didn't he? Yeah, he's been here. When you, yeah. when you, yeah, when you shoved the knife into his leg. That's right. That's when I shoved the knife into his leg. Yeah. And then you shoved it into his like uh, his other leg. Anyway, <laughs> it's D and D, okay, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm playing mur- my character. How he's place. We're not murder hobos. He was a villain. <laughs> he was a bad guy. I'm not going around killing good people That's true. yet. That's true. No. I even gave that. I'm la- proud I of gave you. that lady a gold after yes. I broke into her house. I'm proud of you for you know, not killing the lady for. <laughs> I'm not evil. I'm neutral. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was really. Oh, we walked a little bit. I ended up seeing a weird mist in cave with a figure walking into a cave. Then um, it was snowing. You saw snow. Yes. You saw like it's snowing right. further snowing. into the forest, and there was a cave. And then someone appeared. The guy that you saw appeared right next to stephanie's character but none of you guys could see him mm-hmm. so then stephanie's character saw him and then we made it back to the first town that we visited yeah so they got out of the forest got out of the forest stayed the alive night. stayed the night there and then that's where we ended that session yeah and then we started the next session with shopping yep they went to they went to the shops. we all went shopping i got a, a cloak of weird thingies As the official name was uh oh robe of useful items disappointed there wasn't a uh what is it portable called? Hole. Portable hole. Disappointed. You might, you might find one. I just, uh, I mean, it kind of had a portable hole. It, yeah, it has like a like a, a pit. Port, I had a portable pit. Portable <laughs> pit. Like you, the way the ro- that robe works is you tear a patch off of it and you throw it and it turns into something, which is super cool. Um, was unexpected. Um, yep. And then yeah, there's some other random some other items. items too. I'm sure we'll get you know. Uh, I'm excited to see once you guys figure out what they can do. I actually texted. Uh, steven the other day today or yesterday and i was like i can't wait for you to use your rope because he got <laughs> he got a 60 foot rope oh my gosh 60 feet of rope was was in this so there was this one guy who had a shop in the town that was it was called like kelvin's curiosities and he basically didn't even know what he had he just had a feeling that they were curious and whatnot and, and so he was selling who, them for way too little than he should have been who bought the white viscous fluid uh, Steph did. Of course, yeah. Steph did. 
Yes, there was uh, fluid in a in a jar that's locked, and it's just it's a white milky substance. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that is how that was described to us. I won't, I'm not going like, to say I what it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm going if you know D and D, then you probably know what it is. But I'm not going to say what it is because they don't yet, and I want them to. And I, I'm not. I don't. I, I don't want to look it up, so I'm not going to. Um, good man. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, then then the really the main bulk was us. We went and talked to the that old man from the first session again. He was unhappy with us. Yeah, we didn't, didn't find his son. You didn't go find his son. Um, but we're going now. True. Uh, sort of. We made our way back into the forest, heading in the direction of the town that's in the forest. Um, we were accosted by some filthy animals. Oh yeah, so uh, vermilions. They're like. They're like really big lions that are have red fur and horns and a tail that's on fire. And we whooped their tail. Eh, yeah, you did. You, you I, I'd say you guys got. There was a little bit of a moment, moment of panic. I think at the beginning. I think I almost died. Actually, <laughs> I think I, I think I had Mul- uh, multiple of you. Stephen almost died. You almost died. That's right. I, I think I like because it has a fire breath that it wants to use right away, and the fire breath That's is right. super devastating. I think you guys I failed your breath. checks. Yeah, Stephen did. We and Herbros passed. Okay. Fire breath sucks. Um, I have, that was a fun uh, encounter. I, doesn't, I, I thought I still had because for a second I, I was like, oh, did I make this too hard? But. Um, guys did a good job uh still cool still seeing steven use his uh like spell that made like copies of himself that kind of helped him i like steven stay alive. steven really kind of getting into it and it's pretty cool yeah. um and that's where we ended so, that session i think we had to end with that one yeah, a little you, really beat, you beat the the vermilions and then you decided to sleep in the forest i'm excited to see what happens more in the forest i do remember last session I was so tired because I just worked and I worked the next day and I was having a hard time thinking of like, okay, what are we doing next? You know, right? The the the, the uh, oh gosh, what was it like? Pecan butternut butternut uh, moonshine was not helping my thought oh. process either <laughs> um, because that was way too easy to drink and I drank a little bit too much of it. Yeah, that won't happen next time. Oh sure. It won't. Someone will bring moonshine. Oh, I'm sure they will, and I will take a sip, and that is it. Well, a cup, and that is it. <laughs> um, but that was it, and, and I'm excited to yeah. see. I, we're all really excited to see where this is going to go. Um, excited to see where it goes to. You're the DM. <laughs> the board is set. The pieces are moving. To quote Gandalf. Oh boy, we'll be talking about some Gandalf. Um, before we break. We're a little ways in here, but we 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 can't. We'd be remiss to not talk about this. The first picture from the Lord of the Rings TV show. Oh yes, dropped and uh, it blew my mind. I mean, I don't know what I what I would have expected. the The era that they've said they're they're focusing on is an amazing era to focus on. Um, you know, and so I'm sure I should have expected it to be a mind blowing picture, but. Yeah. So I I still don't know, you know, I'm still I'm I'm what's the word? hesitant to be excited for the show itself. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure until I uh, they actually are releasing, you know, footage to to know how they're treating Tolkien's material and if they're for sure, you know, just <clears throat> just doing whatever they want with it or and throwing a bunch of garbage they don't need to throw in it, or if they're actually trying to treat it 
respectful way. So, but the picture was crazy. Yeah, so. I, I as the picture looked cool. I keep hearing that it's crazy. I do not know enough about Lord of the Rings lore to know why it's crazy. I mean, what do you remember? What do you what do you see in the picture? Uh, a pretty advanced landscape with a person in the foreground-ish, mid-ground, yeah. and then two trees in the background. I was gonna get there, geez. No, I was. Just, I was. Just, <laughs> someone. Someone didn't see that. There was. There was people on social media that couldn't tell. That didn't notice the trees, and they were. They I were, didn't at first. I'll say when I first looked at, it, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But I don't know the lore, so like I saw, right. it, I was like, "Oh, that's just Lord of the Rings," you know. But then like someone mentioned, I was like, "Oh, those trees do look kind of interesting." And okay, so you want to know? Yes, in short terms, yes. Okay, sorry. That picture has to be taking place in like near the beginning of the timeline of middle earth very near the beginning because there was a long period of time before the elves even woke up that where stuff happened so this is definitely after the elves have woken up because you have a city there's Mm -hmm. been like that's been built Mm -hmm. but in before men even were awake before men were even awake because that's how it happened tolkien it's like they're like sleeping and Mm -hmm. then they wake up Mm -hmm. before men were even awake the elves were were living in the west in the undying lands called valinor and the light that they that their creation was lit by was the light of the two trees which is what that picture was Hmm. and i i won't go into detail but Suffice to say, something happens to those two trees, and then later we have the sun and moon. So the two trees is a different era completely of middle of of Middle Earth. Jeez, so we're getting like a whole So that is probably gonna be some type of prologue type thing, because I think the show is gonna take place in the second age of Middle Earth, when men have woken up and they've been rewarded for their deeds against darkness with an island called Numenor. That's where Aragorn's line comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little bit. They, the long-lived men mm-hmm. are the remnants of that race of men. So this is definitely before, way before that. Way before, thousands of years before that. This picture. And that city is a city called Tyrion, probably. It's the city of Tyrion that was in the West that was like one of the major cities of Valinor in the Undying Lands. So, like, that city, like, Frodo and Sam at the end of Lord of the Rings, or, like, well, Sam eventually goes, Frodo and Bilbo and Gandalf and all everyone that gets on that ship and sails west at the end of Lord of the Rings, they totally went through into that city. Wait, does Sam go west? Uh, when he's, like, an old man. He does. Just leaves his family? What an awful thing. I think, I think it's, it's old. I think he outlived everyone except for his kids. Like, he outlived his wife. Oh, um, poor Sam. Yeah. It was like a... a We're going to talk a little bit about Sam anyway. as well, actually, because i got a few things I need to say. But, so anyway, so that blew my mind because that is from, you know, a way distant... It's something I've read in some in the Silmarillion, you know, over and over and over again to see a picture of it and to know it's going to be in a show just kind of blows my mind. That's crazy. All right. Well, um, hmm. You know, so... We'll There's keep so, much I don't, so much I don't know. I need to learn more. I need to get, get into my Lord of the Rings lore. This is getting me hyped for Lord of the Rings. Anyway, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with some drinks and uh, some two towers. Some two towers. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you in a second. (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome back. We are back. We have some energy drinks. Mine's already open. Apologies. Rushy, rushy. Uh, I must have called... my Stormlight. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as caffeine. <laughs> the uh, the name of it is uh, uh, is Jocko Discipline. You know who Jocko Willink is, right? No. You don't? He's a. Who is he? If I'm correct, he's a he's a he was a Navy SEAL. Okay. Um, but he's a big into fitness, and I think he's you doing YouTube maybe podcasts Jocko now. I'm, I I know he was a Navy SEAL or in the like a, like a special forces. I'm pretty sure it was Navy SEAL. Yeah. Definitely into like the self defense stuff, uh, fitness stuff, staying on top of things. Um, well, this is definitely a like military kind of inspired deal because. Then my flavor is called Dak Savage, and uh, and that apparently is a Medal of Honor recipient named Dakota Meyer, who was a Marine sniper in Afghanistan. There you go. Um, so this this flavor is black cherry and vanilla, named for for Dakota Meyer. There you go. What's your flavor? Tropic Thunder. What is the actual like ingredients? Oh, pineapple and coconut. Smells I, really good. I got. I tried to get. I wanted to get like. I didn't want to just get orange or. You know, I wanted to get like a. Interesting sounding flavor. So. It smells really good. It's got a lot of. Looks like a lot of good stuff in it. Open it up. Got those electrolytes. And amino acids. Amino acids. The do we have? Do they have the. What is it? Thiamine. Neutrophils. Has theanine. It has four thousand percent your daily value of vitamin B twelve. So. There you go. Bottoms up. B12, B6, choline, magnesium, sodium, potassium. It does have a lot of electrolytes in it. Gotta be careful with that potassium, though. Why? Tell me why. Too much potassium will kill you really fast. <laughs> but don't drink 100 of these. It'll basically cause your heart to just not work anymore. Because your your heart needs sodium potassium to actually like conduct an electrical impulse to beat. Hey. Like a good time to drink some <laughs> potassium. <laughs> potassium. You sound up. like Kaladin right now. <laughs> I just spilled this on myself. Yeah, Josh missed his mouth. Spilled some on his pants. Do you need a paper towel? Keep one. Keep a napkin so that I can Mm-mm-mm-mm. catch it if it falls again. Um, mine's good. It doesn't have much. Uh, I was expecting more fizz. It doesn't have as much fizz, and it doesn't have, um... It's definitely not as sweet. Yeah. Which, I mean, understandably, it's got no sugar, but, like, it's very... Uh, somewhere I'm looking for. Well, the sugar-free aspect of it... I'm... I... The last thing we got... You're used to doing sh- sh- the sugar-free drinks. I didn't get a sugar-free energy drink on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I can... It really is a different experience. Well, this is different stuff. than, like... Like so, like my sugar-free monsters that I usually drink. This is very different. Like those still taste. It's really sweet. got that. It's really got that sugar-free aftertaste. Yeah. So it's the monsters strong. don't have that, which is why I like the monsters so much because they still taste, you know, decent. This isn't bad. I do like the flavor. I like the the, the pineapple coconut. I think it's the aftertaste that's getting me right now. Yeah, but it's good. Same thing I mean, for me. I'm enjoying it. I, I wouldn't probably wouldn't get it again because it's 95 milligrams of caffeine. Like, come on. That's chump change. I looked at that and I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't seem like a lot for an energy drink. But it does have 4,167% your daily value of B12. So that is a lot of B12. Holy smokes. I'm not going to have to have B12 for the next three weeks. 
years. Years. <laughs> they tell me I'm deficient on B12 three years from now. I'm like, no, no, no. I had a, I had a, I had a, a Dax Savage energy ring three that's years when you, ago. When they tell you, when they tell you that, you just they go, like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just go get a, a Jocko Willink uh, energy drink because it's got a whole b- 4,000 times yeah. my daily dose of uh, B12. So yeah. that'll be good, right? For at least a couple more, a couple weeks. And they'll say, yeah, because that's how science works. <laughs> Kaladin that's knows. how metabolism works. Kaladin's a surgeon. He understands. <laughs> he understands how thiamine works. <laughs> The two towers. <laughs> I have a question for you about the two towers. Sure, me or like the well, audience? you and everyone, but you're the only one here at the moment. So. Fair enough. I mean, Sills around here somewhere, but she can't. Still really wants answer. to come out and ask. Yeah, she, didn't run, she didn't run away from retreats when you walked what? back. So, what are the two towers? Who? Which towers are they? Lots of towers. I am assuming the two towers. I actually don't know, to be honest with you. Thank you for your honesty. Um, I, I actually was going to ask you that, not on the podcast, because I didn't want to sound dumb. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like, but I um, wanted you to sound dumb. Now, I know one of them is 100%. I mean, I'm sure the, tire, the tower at a... Saruman's tower? Isengard, yeah. Yeah, Isengard, yeah. Um, I'm assuming the other one is is uh, the Aya Sauron's tower. Baradur. Is that what that's called? Baradur. Am I correct on this? Um... Or is there another tower that is well, not shown in the movies at all? It's only in the books, and you have Jeremiah. to read the books a thousand times to actually catch the <laughs> a name. A thousand <laughs> times? Well, it doesn't ever... Exp- I don't think there's another. there's another tower somewhere there's multiple in the towers, books, yeah. right? So there, it doesn't explicitly... I don't think it explicitly says, like... Because it's, it's not a movie, you know, where they have to, like, say the title of the movie... What are we, some kind of suicide squad? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what is it, some kind of two towers? Even though the movie does say the union of the two towers. So the movie definitely paints it as the coordination between Saruman and Sauron and their two towers. They're, the Orthanc is the Tower of Isengard, and mm-hmm. Bar- Barador, the Tower of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely what the movie paints it as. The the book Tolkien did eventually or finally kind of think about make it less ambiguous. It's actually Isengard and Minas Morgul, which is the ta- the tower of the Witch King. Ah. The reason is, is because in the Two Towers book, you have what's going on because of Saruman, and then you have Sam and Frodo actually make it all the way to make it all the way to Minas yeah. Morgul in that book. That they book, go yeah. next to Minas Morgul. I do remember that. Not just that, but just like a quick little dip into some lore. You know the seeing stone that Saruman mm-hmm. uses to talk to Sauron. Mm-hmm. The whole reason that they have the whole reason that they have this ability to communicate like that, where they're actually like. He's looking into a seeing stone and he's talking to Sauron. It's not just because Sauron is just Sauron and he can just get into a seeing stone. Mm-hmm. The tower of Minas Morgul used to be a Gondorian watchtower. Yes. And they had a seeing stone. The seeing stones weren't, aren't like an inherently bad thing. They were used by Gondor to communicate long distances. And when that tower got taken over, Sauron got a hold of that stone. And so when Saruman took over... Isengard became a lo- the Lord of Isengard 
uh, at the time he was n- not like an enemy of of any men or anything like that they 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 wanted they they liked the idea of him being in charge of Isengard he found that seeing stone and he started using it to kind of look around and get knowledge and stuff and then he looked at Mordor mm. when he looked at Mordor boom Sauron linked the two uh, two stones and corrupted not just corrupt, because Saruman was already getting corrupt, but he became twisted by Sauron yeah. at that point. So, that's a little bit of a lore. And Minas Morgul, that was a Gondorian tower, kind of like Minas, Minas Tirith, right? Exactly. They were, they were, they were twin towers. They were twin towers. They were, there was, whoa, whoa. It, was it was called... Uh, Wait, are you sure that's not the real two towers? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Minas, Minas Morgul and uh, Minas Tirith and, and all that from when I was yes. doing my review. And my you get that, that you definitely get that more in the book, in the movie, Return of the King movie. Mm-hmm. You definitely see the... The, the difference between Minas Tirith and Minas Morgul a mm-hmm. lot more. So I think I think it's that's why they chose to to do it that way in the movie is because well the movie ends before that mm-hmm. stuff and so anyway that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a good night. See you in three years. <laughs> next energy drink. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. So the two towers picking up where we left off. I don't know, do you have anything you want to start off saying or uh it's a just wonderful it's a wonderful movie <laughs> i I, uh, I just like i like i said earlier in the podcast i actually didn't realize that i'd never seen the extended version right and so i'm watching like scenes and i'm like i have never seen this before and so that was super fun to find it to be you know because you know sometimes you watch a movie and you're like oh, i wish i could watch this movie for the first time again right it was almost kind of like watching it for the first time again i mean i knew it was going to happen yeah. i knew the main parts but like seeing scenes that i've never seen before i was like oh this is so cool yeah oh well, i think most i think most of the scenes in that movie are either extended there's some there's new scenes and there's ex- a lot most of the scenes are extended so I, I could definitely see it feeling like a a new movie so that was um, that was just super fun but I mean, story-wise too. I mean, ugh, there's just a lot that happens in this movie. But it also feels split like, up. They yeah, split up. I so mean, then you have like you have Frodo and Sam, and what's going on over here? And you have Merry and Pippin, what's going on with them? And then you have Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Which is such a fun and interesting way to do a, like a movie is to basically split it. You're splitting it into three parts mm. in the one movie. You know, we have your story going on with Sam and Frodo. You have your story going on with Mary Pippin, your story going on with Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli. But they all are connected in some way, but also not. Yeah. Like, the stuff with Aragorn and, and Gimli and Legolas, like, yeah, that's connected to the main plot. And, it, you know, it all gets, they all clash together. But, like, the whole their whole thing in the second movie, like, I mean, it's not directly going with, like, oh, we gotta get this ring to Mordor. Like, the right. original, you know, like, they're doing something kind of, I mean, ultimately it's gonna help them with that end goal. Yeah. But, like, that's not what's going on in the movie. You know, right. they're doing their thing. First off, they're searching for the hobbits, you know, yeah. Mary and Pippin. Then they end up helping out, you know, Rohan in mm-hmm. their business. Yeah. You know, and that's just, it's just interesting because it's a movie within a movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely fun to know. It kind of makes the characters feel, it makes the characters feel like, you know, there's more, they have, uh, you know, agency or whatever because, since they had this main quest and then the main quest, they kind of got taken out of their hands. It's like, well, now what do we do? You know, and it's then, just a D and D game where so, the player, where the party decided yeah, to go off the tracks. Like, we're not going to stop adventuring. <laughs> um, so, it's so, like yeah. They're doing a side quest right now, <laughs> but then it actually ends up being kind of, I mean, it's a huge, huge impact on. That's because the DM is really good <laughs> and knows how to tie everything together. <laughs> the DM really world 
did the world building well. <laughs> Tolkien, you're the best DM. For real, though. First DM. Yeah, so picking up, we talked about maybe talking about Theoden some. And I think that goes, I think Rohan and Theoden is kind of a good bridge to the first topic where we were talking about the decline of Gondor Mm -hmm. and the realms of men, you know, so you have Rohan as well. It's a lot more in your face how declined Rohan is because in Gondor, you just have Boromir. He's just worried about Gondor, but you don't actually see what he has to be worried about as much in the two towers. Once they get to the first, I mean the first interaction that the hunters have, the three hunters, uh, Aragorn, Legos and Gimli have is, they're surrounded by, you know, Elmer, um, the nephew of the king, told that Saruman spies are everywhere, and are you working for Saruman? There's all this paranoia from Elmer because he just got banished by his father, who's basically corrupted. He's corrupted, you know, mentally, physically. You know, he's he's he looks like a like a like ninety nine year old man. You know, barely alive. Which, like, real quick, a, a, a point to that. How how does no one in the kingdom who knows <laughs> Theoden uh-huh. not look at him and be like, dude, you look like 50 years older than you should be and you're acting completely different than normal and not realize, like, oh, this other guy here that's been talking in your ear is doing something. Yeah. Like, who, what's going on? Well, like, I think, you know... In the book, I don't think it was as dramatic. Yeah. Of of it physically, I think in the movie they're trying to really play on it. Really play on it to for you, since they don't have you, they can't do. They're not going to do all the exposition and explain how mm-hmm. he's being poisoned. It's like when you see that, it's a way to show that he's poisoned. It really and being shows without something's not right. Having to give a whole bunch of exposition, exposition. Right. Gandalf tell the party for five minutes as to what's going on exactly yeah so i th- i think that's part of it you know i think also people just a lot of the people i mean the people that are closest to him yes they should have been more it should have been more obvious but i think it was just a gradual thing you yeah. know i just think i we see it at, the, at its worst yeah it, but it was just kind of a gradual thing where things are just start going badly and theoden is just not making good decisions and it just gradually gets to the point where they're almost overrun by by Saruman, which was speaking of Saruman, he was very he's very wise master tactician. I, I don't think the movie it comes across as much. I mean, in the movies, how formidable he was mm-hmm. as an as an enemy, and he had been trying to get Theoden's son killed because he was the strongest uh, because that that was the strength of, of Rohan at the time because if you got Theoden clamped down on can't you can maybe you can get his his nephew dis, uh, dismissed but you're not going to get his heir to the throne because yeah. if you, if something happens to Theoden you got the heir right there and he and he's a lot more vibrant uh, you know he's not going to be as easily um swayed or whatever so you know Saruman is is twisting his twisting his, wrapping his fingers around Rohan and if he does that, if he successfully wipes out Rohan, Gondor will be surrounded on all sides. Yeah. There will be no Ride of the Rohirrim. There will be no Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli doing their thing to, to help, help out in Return of the King. So this is a crucial, crucial 
time um, for things. What better time for for there to be a uh, someone returning from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> for real. So Gandalf. For real. Gandalf, of course, shows up, dropping some weird things that are, that were said. What were some, you said? There were some things he said. Well, he that, just like makes some comments when he when he's talking to Aragorn and, and Gimli and Legolas in that forest. Like he makes a comment of like. Oh, the, yeah, they're saying something like, like, we thought you were Saruman or something like that. Oh, yeah. And and Gandalf literally just says, like, I am Saruman, or at least who Saruman should have been. Right. And she's like, what what, is, what are you saying? Like, you know, and, he, and I don't have it all written down, but there was, like, other things that he was saying that's just, like, like, there's just a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we are going to do a Bridge of Theories episode and talk a little bit about Gandalf coming, uh, coming back as Gandalf the White, but I... I will say that the reason Gandalf is there in Middle-earth and the reason Saruman's there, they were a part of a group of five wizards that were sent. And they were sent there because Sauron's power was getting so great. Their mission was to kind of be a guide to the mortals of the world against the forces of evil and to help them out. And of, of the five, Gandalf is the only one who stuck to his mission. Really? Uh, his, his like purpose for being sent, the purpose for being sent, he's the only one, you know, Saruman isn't just a good wizard turned bad. I mean, he's a, he's a essentially like a fallen angel, you know, um, because sort I mean, Sauron is too, but you know, they're, they're these beings that are eternal that are, have, you know, very powerful, but the wizards specifically were sent in a form that where their full power wouldn't be expressed, but they would still be able to exert a lot of influence and wis- give give mm-hmm. wisdom to to the world. Sa- and Saruman was the leader. He was the head. Saruman the White. He was the wisest, supposed to be the wisest. He was called Saruman the Wise. Um, he was supposed to be the best. Gandalf was he was a, he was a powerful wizard and everything but he was sort of didn't he was an ambitious you know and but he was faithful to try and go about encourage people to go in the right direction and be there to help them in the ways that were appropriate so whenever he says that he's he is Saruman or Saruman as he should have been he's basically saying Saruman's not the top dog anymore mm. And this is, and Saruman should have been the top dog and leading the fight against Sauron. You know, this should be Saruman here right now, you know, getting ready to go help Rohan out. This shouldn't be me, you know? And so he, he comes back with the greater authority. He comes back with greater power. Once again, they were sent so they had a purpose. So, so he was sent back with greater authority, great, greater power in order to accomplish what the job of all the five wizards were. Interesting. Gandalf is such a, just an interesting character. And then learning more that like, cause like when you, when you first branch into Lord of the Rings and you should like, you watch the movies or like, you know, you're not really into the lore yet or anything like that. You're just like, Oh yeah, Gandalf is a wizard and yeah. it's cool. And then you start getting into the mythos of Lord of the Rings and the lore. And you're like, Oh, Oh my, there's so much more here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 
I'm one of the people who like I love Lord of the Rings, but I haven't really delved far into its mythos, into mm. its lore, like I have for like Star Star Wars or yeah or or uh, the Cosmere or something like that. Right. Like those are those are things I've really delved into the lore and, and and understand or try to understand. Lord of the Rings has been that for me, probably because my main like Star Wars is my big thing. You right. know, I spent most yeah. of my time going there, but going into getting into it now and really want, at this point wanting to learn more. I mean, geez, there is a lot. Of, I mean, it goes deep. Oh yeah. To like, there's like a whole. I mean, like every for. Oh, it's just it's insane and and thinking uh, and learning about it. But yeah, so Gandalf comes back, and that's kind of what helps lead Aragorn and them to uh, Theoden. Yeah. To really get that going, you know, and obviously Gandalf is very pivotal in releasing Theoden yeah. from his. It's one of my favorite. Basically, his capture. Scenes. Grima is like trying th- thinks that his his words that he's been using to poison the mind of Theoden are going to work on Gandalf or something, and he, mm-hmm. he's like bad mouthing him, and Gandalf's like, "Shut up, <laughs> your forked tongue behind your teeth." And then just that that part too, where where you know Gandalf's doing his thing, and then Theoden laughs and's like, "You have no power here, wizard," or you know Gandalf, Gandalf the, gray. the Gray. And then Gandalf just like Rose. sheds the gray cloak with his yeah. staff and just play him. Yeah, just <laughs> brightness. Oh, such a strong. I also love that scene in the movie because you have Gandalf walking forward in his gray cloak with the staff. Wormtongue is freaking out, and just in the background you see Legolas and Aragorn just kicking butt. Yeah. And there's a scene where Aragorn just like comes right like right next to Gandalf and just decks a guy in the face. Yeah, and it is such a I love that scene every time I watch it. I love it. Well, and, and like in Gandalf's just walking forward. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not even worried. He's like, they got this. You know, I, I Which got they this. Which they do. They do. Gimli, Legolas, and, and just, Aragorn. Yeah, that, that's an amazing. It's such a fun scene. Scene. And imagine like Saruman's literal terror. I mean, it's like he knows. He, he, they don't, you know, Aragorn and them, they don't understand the full meaning behind him returning as Gandalf the White, but Saruman does. Saruman knows if he's sent back and he's got a white staff, he's all decked out in white. So am I um, booted from? Am this? I booted then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So another question I had real quick too with Theoden and the whole that whole him being corrupted and everything that. And this is something I thought about while watching this time. Is is Theoden being corrupted or is he being possessed? Because you almost get you almost get the, the thought when you're watching yeah. that scene that he's actually being possessed in the moment by Sauron. Saruman. I mean, the movie definitely. I mean, the movie definitely has has that. That's what, definitely what's happening in the movie. He's definitely being somewhat possessed. I don't think he's being possessed. He's like possessed at all times because yeah, I mean, not like a demon. is like you know, telling him things, and he's kind of vaguely repeating it back. Right. So it's not like Saruman's taking hundred percent control of him, but it's like at that at the moment of maximum danger to what Saruman is doing, he's able to exert enough willpower over uh, Theoden because of how corrupted he's become. Yeah, because you even have that scene where like he shoves the staff into Theoden's head and he pops back and then it shoots to a, a camera view of Saruman. Saruman flying back. Yeah, Saruman's like in the Tower of Isengard and he's flying backwards. So I don't know exactly what their, what the movie, uh, the filmmakers their logic, if they were thinking is he using the Palantir to somehow control him or is he just He's Saruman and he's using his powers. I think in the book it was more of like through Grima whispering in Theoden's ears, he had made Saruman had basically taken control of Rohan mm. uh, and made Theoden just 
unable to be effective. Yeah, that's how I always saw it. And then, like I said, I watched it, watched, rewatched this movie. It, it just seemed like a possession thing, and I was just yeah. curious. I mean, I think it's very powerful in the movie. You no, doing it that way for sure. I mean, no, I mean, it works. More very, dramatic. It works and... very well. Well, definitely more more theatrical for sure. It works. It works well as uh, and it really gets the point across that he was being corrupted. I will draw you, Saruman, as poison is drawn from a wound. I just love Gandalf's like dialogue. <laughs> it's so great. And then the scene directly after too, where where Theoden pulls out his no, yeah. I don't know if does he pull out a sword then, but then he chases Wormtongue down the yeah. stairs and is about to kill him. And it's an you have an interesting interaction there with Aragorn and Theoden, where where mm. Theoden is about ready to kill him, and Aragorn jumps in and says no, mm. which is just it's in, it's interesting. It to is, see to see these two, I mean, both of them are kings, yeah, and a different reaction that you each are having to the scenario, the situation, kind of. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's almost like maybe Aragorn trying to be kingly and trying to be yeah. sparing, but also maybe depending on how you look at it, slightly stepping on ste- toes. Not only stepping on his toes, but also not necessarily doing the right thing because literally, like ten minutes later, you know, Wormtongue right. is now telling him they're going to head to. Uh, I can't remember. Right. I can't recall, you know, he kind of tells he t- he Saruman, tells him about like, that's the, where they're, they're going to be going. He tells him where they're going to be going. He tells him about the weak spot in the wall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, yeah, from a from a tactical point of view, Aragorn made the wrong call. I think, you know, movie Aragorn's logic was, you're out here in front of all these people, people. Don't just go and hacking at bodies. Yeah, and... Um, and and it was just he's just in a rage. It wasn't like a a kingly meeting out of justice type of situation. It's you know? it's interesting but, too. Yeah. Since you mentioning the whole possible, you know, stepping on Theoden's toes, everyone kind of does that a lot in this movie to Theoden, but I not in a bad way. As in, like he's not doing it to intentionally be like I'm better than you or I'm subverting your authority. Right. I think it's he's stepping on his toes to lead him in a better direction. Right. Like I he think, is. I think in this, like, Aragorn is definitely the epitome in this movie, the epitome of like a like a king, a goodly king, you know, and exactly, tr- or at yeah. least trying to be. Well, you think, and about, so he definitely leads a lot of other people in that direction, including kings, right? You know. Well, imagine. I mean, you know, Aragorn hasn't taken the throne yet, mm-hmm. but imagine if if Aragorn's sitting there with the crown of Gondor on his head and he's saying those things. I mean, it doesn't come off as it's. I don't think it comes off as. This guy who just thinks he's he's he knows better than me. If you realize he really is the heir to the throne, and he's a lot old, he's older than oh for sure than Theoden. But and he also does it in a way too that's not like he doesn't come up. Like I said, he doesn't come off as arrogant. He right. You know, he, he, he says his piece, and then he kind of lets, mm-hmm. for the most part, lets Theoden he, do what he's going to do. And he also backs up with action. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like even to the point of like, like I love this scene. This jumping ahead a little bit, but I love the scene. Where they're gearing up for for war, and Legolas is, starts talking to Aragorn in Elvish, and he starts oh, yeah. saying like these, you know, three hundred against ten thousand, you know, these are gonna die or blah blah blah, and Aragorn just yells out in in plain tongue, you know, well then I will die as one of them. Yeah, I mean like, I love that meme too. What? <laughs> but like, what a way to 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 step up and and show that you're willing to. You right. know, put your sword where your mouth is. Mm. You know, he, oh yeah, he's sitting there like he's sitting there saying that like, we need to defend ourselves. We need to do this, and I'm going to do it with you guys. And if we're going to die, I'm going to be the I'm going to be dying with you. Right. You know, and that's 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 the, the kind of king leader. kind of king you want. Which even Theo in into Theoden's credit, he did the same mm-hmm. thing. You know, he was absolutely he was take he was there fighting. He took a like a, a pike to the to the shoulder at one point. 
uh, down by the wall. And but yeah, so th- yeah, Aragorn absolutely has that that mindset of the king is not you know greater in, in terms of. <clears throat> I mean, you could make the argument the value of of a king's life over, but in terms of the intrinsic value of Aragorn's life over anyone else's, Aragorn's like intrinsically. You know, he thinks. I think he thinks of everyone's life as as equally worth defending and and fighting for. Mm. Uh, even though uh, politically, obviously, a king has uh, a king dying is has more ramifications on. But um, but even then, I mean, that's that almost has some some sort of parallels to to Christianity. You know, I mean, our our king, true. you know, Christ, the true king, died. Yeah. Um, and laid down his life for all of us who are, you know, all right. He came to be a servant of all. Uh, is what was said in the scripture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah, I just I always end up talking about Aragorn because I think I just love his character in in Lord of the Rings. He's the he's kind of the ideal of a king, you know. Well, only that, and it, it struck me again a little bit, and not this isn't any fault of Theoden because I understand that I understand the, the the reasons of it, but like even in the battle. I mean, Aragorn is down in the thick of it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Theoden is up, and I understand that he needs he's a commander. Commander, mm-hmm. you know, just like in, Storm- in Stormlight, where the Blackthorn, you know, Dalinar stops mm-hmm. fighting in the wars and starts taking a more of a commander position where he, for the tactics. I understand that. Yeah. But I mean, it still says something about Aragorn that he's down there in the, like, in the thick of it. Yeah. Getting his butt whooped and fighting. Even to the point of where, like, you know, Theoden's like, I need you to stall, I need you to buy me time. And then him and Gimli jump over and basically, uh, with a whole crap ton of orcs and just starts fighting them two against a thousand, you know? Yeah. I mean, it says something about him as a as a person and what he's willing to do to, to defend the people. Yeah, definitely. But um, the Two Towers is a very important event. So, you know, with Theoden, are super important because think about, I mean, his lands are over being overrun. His heir has been killed. His, you know, potentially set other heir, Elmer, has been exiled. He's completely inept because of what Grima's is doing. And to come out of that, talk mm. about a talk about glow up, <laughs> <laughs> glow up, Theoden. Um, yeah. So to come to for him for you know Gandalf brings him him back, but you know Gandalf didn't. Gandalf wasn't there for most of it after that because he has to go find Elmer. Not only that too, yeah. I think Theo, uh, Theoden had to really step up from a lot of junk. Not only just that, but back. Theoden had to have been fighting pretty strongly to resist to even be able to come back as quick as he did. Yeah, because he was down for, for who knows how long. I mean, for the movie makes it sure like he was like out for the count. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, he looks like he's like 150 years old. Right. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. And to come out of it that quickly, I mean, a part of him had to have been fighting back right. in there and, yeah, and, and withholding, you know, without losing his mind completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to come, like I said, come back so quickly and then have all this thrust on his shoulders and, and make some interesting decisions that, you know, it seems like even Aragorn and, and, and Gandalf don't agree with. But yeah. ultimately, I mean, it's I his think, decision. I think at the time, so here's the thing about their disagreements, though, was based on they didn't have all the information. Yeah. They were like, we need to ride out and meet them head on. To draw them the them away from our women and children, and all this, but they didn't realize <laughs> if they rode out to meet that army head on, they would have been completely crushed. Oh, for sure. No, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, so that I mean, so that's an interesting thing to bring up too. Is that even though you have Gandalf the Wise and, and Aragorn the Wise, you know, to be king, 
Theoden, you know, is kind of trying to flex a little bit his king decision making, but he's still he made the right call. Well, it also end. shows a king willing to make a decision when others disagree, right. and look at a decision that he believes is what's right for his people. You know, he's not willing to cave on what he he uh, thinks is going to be what's going to save his people, which mm-hmm. I think is is admirable you know yeah he believes that taking him here is what's going to be what's going to help help to protect his with the women and children um and the people that need it and ultimately he ends up being right and being there was you know the best decision especially being up being up against the ten thousand orcs you know so um at the end i i don't want to skip too far ahead if you had anything else but at the end whenever they're all they're all backed up into the the final like keep or, mm-hmm. or whatever in the helms deep and, and they're completely overrun and they're like okay we got to figure out is there a way for the women and children to get out and they're going to try to get them out some into the mountains but they probably won't make it very far once the orcs get in and then there's the moment where theoden's about to lose hope and mm-hmm. he's just like what can men do against such reckless hate and then aragorn's like right out and meet him head on you know and it was such a Brandon. It made me think of a Brandon <laughs> Sanderson ending to a book. Uh, like, like I just was hearing the the like oaths of the Knights Radiant, oh like gosh. being said over the over the lines there, like life before death. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thought exercise. What Knight Radiant would Aragorn be? Oh man, I don't know because. I don't know if I see him as like he's not like bringing people together. So I like I wouldn't say Bondsmith. I don't know. Is there like a Mistborn of Night Radiance where you're just all ten orders? <laughs> <laughs> he's like a divergent. Um, because yeah. he's got he's got some some uh, hints of a lot of them. He could be he could be an else caller. I think because especially in the book, like he's just very very like he him and Gandalf are good friends partially because. His like intelligence and his just wisdom doesn't rival Gandalf, but it's enough to keep to the, that that Gandalf can respect, and so they have a good relationship. And so I could see him being an else caller, kind of tactical. You know, that's kind of like yeah, I could. I this may sound whatever, but I could also see him being a windrunner. I could see him a windrunner too. Um, yeah, I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. I mean, that's definitely. That the 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 Dunedain. So you know he was a, a ch- the chieftain of the Dunedain, which means basically Dunedain or Dunedain. Dunedain. I, you could say it either way. Is it another Adelin, Adelin thing? It, pretty much. <laughs> um, Said so this time I'm saying it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the, he was a, the chieftain, meaning he he was over the remaining you know Dunedain in the Shire area, like north of the Shire, mm-hmm. and. Literally, literally, what they did, they was they literally protected their lands surrounding that. That was like what they did. So that that's a very windrunner type <laughs> thing to do. And 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 you could argue that those are like those could be squires. His like the Dinadine that he served under him could be his like windrunner squires and all that. Interesting. Well, thought you know? thought thought exercise over. Um. <laughs> but I just thought I just thought that that ending, you know, that that decision that we're being overrun, we're probably going to die. This is a losing battle. And we're going to ride out them there and just meet them head on. It was just a very Knights Radiant kind of val- valent, valiant um, way of deciding to potentially go down. And then and then Aragorn remembers, oh, wait, Gandalf might show up. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf did say that fifth day. 
Perfect timing, by the way, Gandalf. I also a wizard is never late. No, I also just late. love Gimli. You just uh, he makes the comment of blowing the horn of uh, yes, him, and then you just Gimli go yes or something he's like so, that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like he's bump. so pumped. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? We're gonna have a last stand. Die, die with the last stand. I'm for that. I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me blow the horn. Um, <laughs> one last. I don't know if we, you have much else to say, but one last thing too. I, you really start to see in this movie, especially compared to the first one. I love how Legolas and Gimli's relationship grows. Um, to where in the first one, where they're like, yes, hate each other, enemies. To where now in this one, by the end in the movie, at that during the battle, they're playing their own little game of counting how many kills they get and they're yeah. making jokes like like Gimli's standing there and he's just like I can't see could have picked a better spot you know and and the Legolas is like I could get you a box or something yeah. like that <laughs> uh, and that's a, that's a scene in the extended edition it's not in the theatrical you actually find out who wins that fight that, that count off mm-hmm. and most people I don't think would have picked Legolas but I mean it wouldn't have picked Gimli but it was Gimli but Gimli by won one. by one by one and, and then Legolas tried to cheat. <laughs> Legolas tried to say that the Gimli's last kill was still twitching. Yeah, that was and funny. Gimli goes, "My axe is embedded in his <laughs> nervous <laughs> his <system>. nervous system." <laughs> Which I'm like, does Gimli know what a nervous system is? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, that was definitely like a. I'm gonna put this in here and just say it's it. A, and it's a hilarious. No, line. Hope that no one questions the fact that he said nervous yeah, system. It's a hilarious line, but definitely not. You know, also one of my favorite true. favorite lines in the movie. Uh, is that scene where, where Theoden asks Aragorn and Gimli to give him some time to bar as long the as you can give me? Yeah, and uh, they're out there, and, and then Aragorn just looks and goes, "It's a far jump," <laughs> yeah. or, and and Gimli goes, "You're gonna have to toss me." <laughs> and then there's like a, he like Aragorn just gives this like weird like, look on his face. He's like, he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and then he just yeah. goes, "Don't tell the elf." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's amazing because it's the callback to Fellowship of the Ring. Nobody tosses a dwarf, mm-hmm. and he like barely jumps the chasm. Oh, it's great. Yeah, everyone just chucks on that shot too. Was one of my favorite. What was a really one of the just a really cool quick shot of whenever it pans up to them, just slinging their weapons at the the orcs out in front of the of uh, the the gate. You know, trying to give give them time. Joe's trust too. Um... Because they're fighting back to back. I mean, good tactics fighting yeah. back to back. But that's, I mean, trust. You have to have some serious trust in whoever you're with that that they are going to protect your back. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Also, that scene where Legolas is pulling them up. For some reason, <laughs> I always assumed because you only see Legolas in that scene that Legolas is doing it all on his own, and it only occurred to me that this last. I was like, there's probably other people helping him out. Because <laughs> like, Legolas is strong. <laughs> I still don't know. I mean, it doesn't show. I'm going to assume probably yes, but at the same time, I think it's possible. That the filmmakers were just like, no, let's just let Legolas do it by himself. But we'll leave it open for. Because then you, because you have to pull one hand arm over the other. So like you're, you're at one point you're pulling one with one hand. Oof. So I don't know. Also, Doubt. favorite scene as a kid. I'm going I'm doing a lot of favorite scenes. Favorite scene as a kid was Legolas shield surfing down the stairs, oh, shooting yes. arrows, and then. Uh, That's and, one of those scenes scenes that is just plausible enough, you know. For you to be like, okay. If, okay. It, I don't know, if, it, if it was anybody else other than Legolas, I'd be like, no, there's no way. <laughs> he's just he's just showing off. That's probably why Gimli won. He just was Gimli was just tactical and just got it done. Legolas is doing flourishes. <laughs> I just um, where it sets up everything. We definitely didn't talk about 
Frodo and Sam much, but <clears throat> I'm sure they'll be the a big topic. They'll be the a next, huge topic in the, the next, next one. one because they're the heroes of the next movie. Heck, we might sure. have to break break up the next movie into two two I'm podcasts for it, because for there's sure. a lot that happens. I mean, there's a lot that happens in in both all three movies, but there's a yeah. lot that happens between the two different aspects. And you definitely, know. yeah. No, the, the Return of the King is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Same, it is my favorite um, Lord of the Ring movie. Yeah, and it is one of my That's favorite great. movies. It's but, it's uh, very much like uh, episode three for me, where it just gives me emotions every time. Yes, yeah, different reasons. <laughs> episode episode three is not like this triumphant ending. It's it's still kind of sad though. I mean, it, it leaves you. It's, oh yeah, it's triumphant, right. but like the movie leaves you kind of sad. You you're know? right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or or a part of it is sad. Absolutely. Just, which good for them. Uh, we'll not spoil, but good for them for keeping that aspect of of. Tolkien's vision because that's that was a very I think important part for him to just because everybody comes home doesn't mean everybody comes home whole you know which is yes that's actually something we'll probably end up talking about because I think it's a very interesting um, aspect we'll also talk about my favorite scene in that movie we will because I have a lot of favorite scenes <laughs> I have a lot of favorite scenes in all these movies but there's a there's a, there's a scene in that movie that is and it's such a small, short scene, but it's probably my favorite scene in, in a lot, almost most movies. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite cool. scenes of all time. So, that'll be fun to talk about. Well, do we, anything else we need to say? I don't think so. Thank I think, you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this uh, Two Towers. More of us just spurt me, more of me splurging on my favorite scenes. <laughs> near the I end. love it. I could gush on these movies and books forever. It's been a while since I've watched them, so again to watch them again it's been fun definitely well um if you enjoyed enjoyed please subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast however you found us you can shoot us an email if you want to be involved in, in suggesting any topics or questions you'd like us to talk about that's bridge of two at gmail.com we're on social media as well on instagram bridge underscore of underscore two and twitter at bridge of two we we'll look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, feel free to DM us, uh, send emails. Uh, if you want any topics that you think we might be interested in, any theories you want to hear on Bridge of Theories. Any drinks you'd like us to try. Yes, drinks as well. We're running out of drinks. Or send us ideas. Yeah. Um, next next episode will probably be a beer or, or uh, something. I think I might try and find some, something interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, this, is, uh, this has been Bridge of Two. Far, far away. I just spilled this on myself. Yeah, Josh missed his mouth. Spilled some on his pants. Do you need a paper towel? Yeah, where's the paper towel? Sorry. Why didn't you change the roll? I was busy! <laughs> so Josh just padded his entire leg with my entire roll of paper towels. So thank you for that. You could have ripped them off. <laughs> oh, sorry. There.